0: You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Muhammad. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, everyone. This is Rico Muhammad coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. We have our guest host. Uh, that's supposed to be joining us tonight, Mr. Hank Seaton, maybe having a little bit of technical difficulties trying to get him on up and on board with us to get him in, in queue to take your questions tonight, but uh, hopefully we'll work that out and he'll be joining us here shortly. But without any further ado, we added a new segment last week where we started talking about um, some different alerts to be aware of with some of these brokers out here. We were found a report that lists some credit risks of different brokers that may be out here and we're trying to keep you guys from pulling any bad loads or dealing with any uh unscrupulous brokers that may have uh, already lost their bonds and this week there were two more brokers added to that list a company called Jade Freight Services MC number is 527673 again their MC number is 527673 FMCSA showed that the trust fund was canceled on 32416 over $45,000 in non-payment complaints. The second company is American Trans- Transport and Distribution. Uh MC number for them is 918 353. Again, MC number is 918 353. FMCSHO's trust fund canceled on nine twenty one fifteen over $77,000 in non-payments. This is an extreme risk um, person that is still out there conducting uh, some business. So make sure that when you are negotiating that you make sure, just like when the broker asks you, when you call in to inquire about a load, that uh, you are doing your credit checks, that you are doing your due diligence, don't get burned and get uh mess around and have someone on your books that you do on some work for free so we don't we definitely don't want to do that we want to keep you aware and um abreast of all these guys and situations that that are out there like that so make sure you put those uh names of those people and those uh MC numbers into your databank. and and if you got a red list or whatever somewhere nearby when you're negotiating Make sure you add those guys to your red list for right now until everything gets cleared up. And this week, looking over at the uh, USDA truck rate report, uh, the fruit and vegetable truck rate report, we don't have any markets that are showing shortages right now. Uh, We don't even have any markets showing slight shortages. Every market is either showing a surplus, slight surplus, or adequate supply of trucks so you want to make sure that you're aware of these particular markets. You might want to take your back with you when you're going into these areas. And those areas are Imperial, Polo Verde and Coachella Valley, California, Central and Western Arizona. They have a slight surplus of trucks. Mexico crossing through Nogales, Arizona has a surplus of trucks. Kern District, California has a slight surplus of trucks. Oxnard District, California, has a slight surplus of trucks. Salinas, Watsonville, California, shows a slight surplus of trucks in that area. Santa Maria, California, is also showing slight surpluses. I'm, going to, I'm reading these areas off that have the surpluses and slight surpluses, so make sure that you are taking note of this, that when you get ready, if you're going into those areas, you want to try to negotiate a little bit better freight rate. And let's see here. We have San Luis Valley, Colorado, and Florida is also showing a slight surplus of trucks as well. And excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I have to take a break just for a second here. I got something going on at a at a shipper where I'm at. The beauty of live radio. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize about that. Live radio, live trucking. We out here really doing this thing. Um Back to the surplus reports. We got Minnesota, North Dakota, Red River Valley showing a slight surplus, and Yakima Valley, Winchy District, Washington showing a slight surplus. Once again, I will be copying and pasting this to the Rates and Lanes Facebook page. So if you want to go back and look at this report further in depth, by all means, have at it. And we are doing that as we speak. We're going to be posting that in. Jumping over this week into the DAT trend line report for this week, spot market rates edged up for reefers last week, but vans and flatbed rates lost one penny per mile as the national average, and freight volumes and rates are trending up in the Sun Belt, especially for reefers and flatbeds. So let's take a look over and see how the U.S. van demand and capacity report for the week of March 6th through the 12th Has performed. Van load postings dropped 5% last week. Truck postings increased 1%, causing the load to truck ratio to fall from 1.6 down to 1.5 loads per truck. The national average van rate fell 1 cents compared to the previous week. The same time last month, van load postings had fallen 17% in February when compared to January truck postings increased 13%, which dropped the load-to-truck ratio from 1.9 down to 1.4 loads per truck. When compared to February of 2015, the ratio was down by 47%. Moving over to see how the rates were performing for dry vans last week, the national average rate for vans is down 1 cents down to $1.55 per mile on average. Despite a $0.01 increase in the fuel surcharge, outbound rates rose in the Los Angeles markets but failed in the Chicago markets. The national average fuel price for diesel was $2.10, and that has climbed $0.08 since the previous report was released. And taking a look across the country, we have in the northeastern corridor, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania checking in, showing rates on average for dry vans at $1.68 per mile. We have down in the southeastern portion of the United States, Atlanta, Georgia checks in, showing average rate of $1.57 for dry vans. Moving over into the Midwest, we have Chicago, Illinois checking in, showing an average rate for dry vans at $1.75 per mile. Down in the south central region of the United States, Dallas, Texas, checks in, showing an average rate of $1.49 per mile. Wrapping up the report, coming out of the city of Angels, Los Angeles, California, is actually setting the benchmark for dry vans at $1.84 per mile coming out of the West Coast. Moving on over into the flatbed and demand for um, the the report and demand for flatbeds. For the week of March 6th through the 12th, flatbed low volume rose 4% and capacity declined 5% last week for a 9% increase in the load-to-truck ratio. The national average flatbed rate dropped 1 cents last week, down to $1.82 per mile. This time last month, flatbed load postings rose 33% in February compared to the previous month. Capacity also increased 10% as a result of the load-to-truck ratio for the month rose 21% from 8.6 to 10.4 loads per truck. Compared to February of 2015, the ratio was down by 11%. Moving on and checking to see how U.S. flatbed rates performed over the previous week. Flatbed spot market rates fell one cent last week to a national average of $1.82 per mile. The load-to-truck ratio increased 9%, to 16.1 loads per truck. Once again, we're going to take a look and see by region. And up in the northeastern portion of the United States, we have rates coming in out of Harrisburg, PA, at $2.96 per mile on average. That's setting the benchmark for flatbeds this week. Down into the southeastern portion of the United States, we have Atlanta, Georgia checking in, showing an average rate for flatbeds at $2.03 per mile. Uh, Moving on over into the south-central portion of the... I'm sorry, not the south-central, the midwestern portion of the United States. Rock Island, Illinois checking in, showing an average rate for flatbeds at $2.13 per mile. Going into... The South Central portion of the United States, Houston, Texas, checking in, showing an average rate for flatbeds at a dollar seventy-five, and Phoenix, Arizona, wrapping up the report on the West Coast, showing average rates out of that section of the country at a dollar seventy-five as well. And moving over into the reefer and demand report, March sixteenth, March sixth through the twelfth, and try to take us forward in time. Uh, Reefer load postings were down 2% while truck postings held steady last week. As a result, the load-to-truck ratio lost 3% from 3.1 down to three loads per truck even. The national average reefer rate increased $0.01 up to $1.81 per mile. This time last month, reefer load postings declined 27% in February compared to the previous month and truck postings rose 12%. As a result, the load to truck ratio fell 35% from 4.5 down to 3.0 loads per truck. Compared to the demand of February 2015, the ratio was down 62% over that time frame. Let's look and check and see how the reefer rates were performing. Reefer rates rose $0.01 on the spot market last week to a national average of $1.81 per mile. Despite new seasonal demand in some regions, the national load-to-truck ratio has declined 3%. Checking and seeing how rates are performing by the regions, we're going to start out in the northeastern portion. Elizabeth, New Jersey, checks in showing average rates for reefers at $1.56 per mile. Down into the southeastern portion of the United States, Lakeland, Florida, checks in doing average rates out of Lakeland at a dollar thirty-one cents per mile. Moving into the midwestern portion of the United States, Green Bay, Wisconsin, setting the high water benchmark as it normally does for reefers at two dollars and fifty-seven, uh, two dollars and fifty cents, even coming out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, moving into the south central portion of the United States, we have McAllen, Texas, checking in. Showing average rates coming out of the Rio Grande at a dollar eighty-six cents per mile, and wrapping up the rates and lanes for uh, the west coast west coast portion of this report. Fresno, California, Texas showing average rates at a dollar and eighty-two cents per mile. Now let's see, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to try and see. I'm going to put us on a brief hold once again. We're going to try to see if we can get Mr. Seaton on with us uh we confirmed him earlier today but uh with this new time frame we're on on this new first week of the new time so we have some problems and issues with uh the timing may not be out might not be working all the way out as we suspect it will be but if you have any questions that we might be able to take on at this time you will press number one screen will come to you get your uh information get your name where you're calling from and get your question and we'll put you up and on board so if you got any questions when it comes to rates or lanes or anything like that that we can deal with, we'll take him on, and we're going to see if we can grab Mr. Seaton. Just give us here a brief second. We're going to go on hold for a second while I try to grab him. Okay, we can't – I'm still trying to reach out to Mr. Seaton. Right now I'm getting uh, voicemail, so we're going to – we send him an email. We, got, we have him on the call-in number, so maybe he will call in, and we may be able to get him on before the end of the show. So we're just gonna keep on keep everything moving, moving forward. Um, we have some other stuff that we wanted to talk about tonight, but we kind of needed him here to do that. So I guess we may just open it up for open forums. If you got any questions that pertain to rates and lanes, if you'd like uh, information on a um, a rate, a spot market rate on a particular lane, we can we can take those questions. We can help you out with those. Uh, if you have any questions about. Um, how densities are performing in certain lanes, we can try to help you out as best we can with the information that we have available to point you in the right direction with that. So with that said, uh, and and any general questions, uh, business questions that we might be able to answer, I'm going to tell you straight up. If I don't know the answer to something, I'm not one of those guys that uh, proclaim the know-all and be be all and know-all. If I don't know it, I want to tell you I don't know it, but I want to try to point you in the best direction that I possibly can so that you can get the correct answer, not just... Uh, we're not just going to reach in our hip pocket and pull something out just to have something to say to you. Um, let's see here. we got a couple of people with some with some questions, and we're going to go ahead and we're gonna see if we can get a couple more of these questions in into the queue. And while we're doing that, I'm going to be posting those reports that we talked about earlier. I'm going to have those posted up on the Racing and Lanes Facebook page, so you can go there as well and get copies of those reports that we um that we talked about a little earlier. And let's see here. Christopher Hill. We got Christopher Hill up and on board. What does he have a question? Let's see if we can help Christopher out with his question. Hey, hey what's, you're on live. Hey, what's we'll going live on Rico? Hey, what's going on, Rico? I'm good. I'm good, Christopher, how okay. you doing?
1: I'm doing great man. Better than I deserve. Listen. The fact,
0: um, the fact that yes, you are sir. from
1: Georgia, I have this question. I, I know you. I know you're able to help me. I, I have never gotten a speeding ticket in all my eleven years, Rika. I got a speed, speeding ticket some time ago, about a week, and um, uh-huh. um, the cop says I was, I was going 50 miles in a 66, 66 mile in a 50 miles hour, and um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm paying for it. I, I, I'm beating myself up for it, so. I'm trying to find out how, how what's the best way to deal with it. If you know somebody from Georgia um, who you could recommend to see how I can get this thing fixed,
0: Um, I don't know of one particular attorney, in particular in Georgia. What I did when I had an issue, um, I had an issue out of the state of Maryland. And I talked to – actually, I called Hank Seaton. Uh, our guest is supposed to be on with us tonight. I called his office. They referred me to someone in Maryland, and they took care of it. It ended up costing me about 500 bucks, But uh, they got in there. They they referred me to the right attorney. He got in there, went and knocked it out, took care of it for me, and we got all charges dismissed. Um, so that – I'm coming from a standpoint, from my experience – I called the gentleman yeah, I, that we I, have, you know, our resident, our resident expert, and um, and so I called his office, and they have attorneys all throughout the United States, uh, so they can definitely point you in the right direction if you want. And um, since Hank is, we haven't grabbed Hank just yet. Let me see if I can get Hank's number for you. Um, I'd, I'd of course, their that. website, their website is transportationlaw.net. You can always go to their website, transportationlaw.net, dot net, and the phone number. Is law, n- law No, it's not dot com dot net. transportationlaw.net.
1: Yeah, I N-E-D. got that. Okay, I got that. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, and and the phone number up there is seven zero three.
1: Seven hundred
0: three. Five seven three. Five seven 703-573-573-0700. Five seven three zero. Uh huh. Zero seven hundred. Zero seven hundred. Okay.
1: I got once again, that I got once
0: again, I read, I read, I read it to you one more time. Seven zero three five seven three zero seven zero zero.
1: Yeah, I got that, Rico. Have have another question, Rico? All I have right. Another question. Okay,
0: um, I'm yeah, some, you, I'm you a wait. tire
1: freak. I, I I like to I I like to buy tires and run them as long as I can to see how long I can keep them two three years without changing. Um, I, I try to do that. Now. Um, what happened is that um uh, what happened is that the other day I um um about three days ago my drive tire on the driver's side inside started having you know you know how you put uh if you put cheese outside and the rat bite bite it up, beat it up all over? That's the, that's what I'm seeing all over my tires. And then the next day um, the other tires, you know, get jealous and the same things start happening. And I cannot tell. I, I don't know what is happening.
0: That, my, my, my good friend, would be a Mike Beckett question. Uh, <laughs> that Mike Beckett is going to be definitely. Are you on Facebook?
1: Uh, yes. I haven't gone on Facebook in a okay, long yeah. while, though, I'll tell you.
0: If you're on Facebook, you can take pictures. I'm going to tell you how good Mike Beckett is. You search for Mike Beckett on Facebook. Uh, you take okay. some pictures of your tires and you send them to Mike Beckett on Facebook. Just by looking at the pictures, make sure you get some good, clear pictures of, of your tires. Just by looking at, okay. the, at at your pictures on your tires, he can tell you exactly what's probably causing your problem. Okay. Uh, his name is Mike and, uh, Mike Beckett. He has a show on Sunday nights. Um, let's see. He have, he also has a show on Sunday nights. Let's see if I can get the uh, call in number for his show. Give me just a second here, and we'll see if we can pull that up.
1: Arika, uh, what's his last name? This guy.
0: How, how do you spell his,
1: yes, um, his
0: last name? name? Let's see here. I'm gonna go go and see if I can find him on Facebook real quick while we're while we're we're looking because I don't want to I don't want to misspell it so maybe somebody will me uh, maybe somebody will be calling me in here in just a second or someone can help me out okay. me a message on Facebook and and because uh, I know we got a few people that may be listening in to help us out here and I want to try your get you some and your
1: name your name on Facebook is what um, Rico
0: it's Rico Muhammad. I'm I'm not hiding from you. I'm right there on Facebook. It, it, it's uh, but but I I'm not I'm not accepting uh a lot of friend requests at oh, this time. I'm, I'm okay, doing most of my uh racing racing okay. lanes. No, no, you can go to the Facebook page, my Facebook page, that racing lanes with Rico Muhammad. You can go to me on there, okay. and and that's where I try to do most of my interaction with everyone there. Okay. Uh, and okay. someone just someone just sent it to me, Michael L. Beckett. It's spelled is uh. D-E-C-K-E-T-T. See, I knew we had somebody listening in that was going to help us. I appreciate the appreciate the That's help right. that Jeff Patrick. Okay, great. Yes, sir. So so Michael Beckett and and uh, Jeff Peterson appreciate the pre- he gave us a hand with that one and sent us the information right there on Facebook. The power of technology.
1: So um, right.
0: <laughs> Christopher, you called you called in last week. You would want having some issues. Oh yeah. Oh i
1: I'm keeping in touch, man. Yes, I sure did.
0: So how did you how did you end up making out last week? Did you do any better with that? Uh, well, I, you
1: know what? I, I ain't gonna lie. I started the week good. I started the week good. I'm up here in New Jersey, and uh, I'm, I'm not complaining so far. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to
0: oh you I'm you, trying you, to you back in Jersey, huh?
1: Yes, actually, I I okay, I got a okay. good load, and I, and I, and, I, and I took it. And I got a good load today, um, uh, what, $400 going 20 miles. I think that was good.
0: Uh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad, as long as it don't take you all day to get unloaded and everything. That that, that ain't no, too bad no, at no, all.
1: No, no, no. I'm loaded and I'm empty, I'm empty already.
0: Well, it's funny that you say you're up that way. I'm I'm looking at some more information here because so I'm trying to uh, fill a little bit of space while we're Waiting to see. Hopefully, uh, the attorney will call in. But I'm looking at uh, some information right now that is saying the outlook for New York apples is looking really good. So um, if you happen to be, since you're up there on that East Coast portion, uh, you may be able to get, if you may be able to bounce up to New York and grab some uh, grab some apples and do pretty good for yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm looking to grab something for for um, right now or tomorrow, tomorrow morning. As soon as I see it I'm gonna grab it.
0: Right, and I'll give you give you guys some, some uh information as well while I'm looking at this report. We have uh Florida blueberry shipments are starting to come in and they're start that they're underway right now, so you have an opportunity down in Florida with some blueberries. Also some potatoes are moving right now out of Florida. So uh if you got right. some contact down there. And Florida, make sure you start trying to work some of your contacts to see if you can get in on some of this stuff uh california auto out in California the West coast we are starting to move uh artichokes are starting to move out west as well as california oranges the naval oranges are starting to ship at a higher percentage out west out of the um San Joaquin Valley area. those areas are starting to are starting to move some high volume produce shipments right now uh kiwi fruit carrots are also coming out of that san joaquin valley area along with those oranges okay. so just trying to keep everyone aware of that that's moving some reefer freight that uh those are some areas that you might want to be checking out and we appreciate the phone call again christopher you got any got any other questions anything else we can help you out with before we put you no, put you back in the no chat?
1: that's that's all that's that's all we got. appreciate you, appreciate you
0: man all right, thank you, Christopher. We appreciate you. And let's see here, I'm trying to go back again and see if we can get Hank Seaton. I think we had, uh, like I said, we this is the first week that everybody we sprung forward this past weekend, and we're starting to get, um, everybody starting to try to get acclimated to the new time, yeah, no mistakes. it takes getting used to because I'm looking around, and I, as I'm riding around, I'm used to it being dark about this time, and I'm looking around, I'm like, man, you know, it's just about 4 in the afternoon. I look down, and I got an alarm set for the show, and I was like, oh, man, I got to hear up and get stopped and get pulled over to get ready for the show because, uh, you know, just looking around, the season has changed. Spring has sprung, so to speak, especially down here in the southeastern portion of the United States. We're running into about 75-degree weather down this way. Hopefully, uh, you you guys in other parts of the country are not faring much worse than what we are here in Atlanta. Um, got a couple more people with some questions. We're waiting on to get the call screener to get them screened in, and we'll get you guys up and on board here in just a second. And Let's see here. I'm trying to go back and grab some more information. We had some stuff. That we wanted to present for for Hank Seaton to kind of talk to us about, but we Hank he must seems to be indisposed at the time. Let's we gonna give him a call one more time here, and we may have to just keep it moving in a different direction. So give us just a second, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Seven zero three two eight three four.
0: No, we're not having any luck with Hank tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I definitely apologize. We must have gotten our signals crossed. Like I said, I don't know if he uh, maybe didn't set his clock back, but we're going to have to keep it moving in a different direction. So if you got any questions, you guys help me out. If we got any questions uh, that we can help you out with, like I said, open forum. You can go ahead and press number one. We'll take your calls. And also, I found a nice little article about sales tips for carriers. Uh, DAT had a nice article that they had a, a few years back, and uh, I thought it was a pretty good article. I went, to ch- I had a chance to go back and skim through some old articles looking for some different sales tips because that is what we are in the process of doing. Uh, we're in the process of starting to try to compile some more. Prospects, and that's one of the things that you have to be continually doing is prospecting for every sales call you got to start beginning to make sure that you're doing some prospecting getting getting potential people in your pipeline so that you can begin to start making sales calls um you know do start doing a little research on the companies that you're calling on before you actually walk in there, you know, kind of have an idea of what it is that they're moving um have an idea of you know, the different types of, of issues that you want to try to bring to the table to help resolve problems, you know, kind of have your responses. You know, you want to sit down and think of all the different responses that you can come up with that you can be able to combat. If they have a question or an objection or something like that, you want to go ahead and try to have those answers in your mind, in your head, so that when they uh, pop you with a question or something like that, you're not just standing there flat-footed that you actually have um one way of, of presenting, make sure that you have You don't want to sound canned, but you definitely want to kind of go over some of these things in your mind before you get there. Um, so let's see. I'm going to try to grab some couple of things out of this article that we can present here to help you guys out with prospecting. Uh, one, of, Some of the websites that you definitely want to go on, and if you're not, I've said this once before, you definitely want to make sure that you are have your LinkedIn profile polished up. LinkedIn is one of the greatest tools and assets that you could possibly have. Um, Some things that you can do on LinkedIn to help you get to a person that is going to have the power to actually give you some freight is look for the logistics coordinator or the purchasing manager, but you can start doing LinkedIn searches for specific companies. In your area, you can put in the city in which you are in, or the city that you're looking at, and you can start putting in those companies that are in those areas, and they will bring up the profiles for the employees in those cities. So it takes, it helps eliminate. Some of the stuff, and it helps when you're calling, when you get that receptionist or whatever, if you actually have someone's name. Because I've actually ran into a situation where if you didn't have someone's name, if you call it, you can't just call the company and say, yeah, shipping and rece- transferring to shipping and receiving. That used to work with some places, but now more people are becoming more savvy, and they want you to actually have uh, know who it is that you're talking to or who it is that you're calling for. Um, one tip that they gave out in this particular article that I was talking about is that they talked about make sure, you know, if you have a name, if you got a contact at a particular company, send them something in the mail, like a book or a magazine or something like that, or you know, and that way when you're calling them, you know, you can say, Yeah, I'm calling to check up um you wanna name off the person that it is that you're trying to get in contact with and let, and if they say, "What's your reason for calling?" You say, "Yes, you know, I'm I'm calling to check on the book that I sent them in the ma- in in the mail or something like you know what I'm saying." But you have, you, you, it's, there's a way to help maneuver and get a get past the gatekeeper so that you can actually get to the person that you need to talk to. And actually, uh, Kenny was talking about this last night on his show. I don't know if you guys got a chance to check it out, but Kenny done an excellent job as well explaining some of the stuff last night on his show. You want to definitely make yourself. Be um, pleasurable to deal with, so you want to definitely make sure that you got a personality. I'm not saying you got to go in and suck up, but you know you want to have a personality when you're going in, and you're dealing with some of these people, so that uh, they'll be looking forward to actually seeing you when you come in the door. Uh, also, we want to talk about when you're doing your sales calls and your sales presentations. You want to see if you can't start putting together. Um, your dumbbell and everything, so that you make sure that you are telling them the service area that you want to service. Now, if you don't have any area that you want to service right now, you're just out there you and you're just trying to solve problems, that's a good thing if you don't have a dumbbell set up, then, because you can just about take on anything that may be a problem for them to see if you can provide that solution. So it may be a really difficult lane. You may have to figure out You know, um, and don't be afraid when they got a really difficult lane that they're having problems with, don't be afraid to charge. Sometimes uh, I know people think, well, I'm just going to discount it a little bit to try and get my foot in the door. They, trust me, they understand and they know where their problem areas are. So you definitely want to make sure that if you get the opportunity to quote something, that you don't cut yourself short. And if you can present, make sure that you can do what you do and present and package yourself to actually solve their problem, they're going to be grateful to you for that. George Heck does uh, – he's you know, an excellent example of some of the rates that George charges for some of his power-only moves. I mean, George charges on some of his power-only moves. Some some of us would love to get for uh, a full truckload move, but George is very savvy. He doesn't discount his rate. He knows how to go in there, present his rates, and get the best. And that's some of the things that we want to share with you here to try and get, make sure that you guys are doing the same, that you don't discount yourself. Don't be afraid to, uh, you know, you can always come down on your number. That's the other thing, ladies and gentlemen. You can always come down, but if you leave money on the table, if they take the first thing that you throw out there and, and you leave money on the table, then, um, you know, that's not really a negotiation at all. You know, a negotiation is not necessarily saying that one side has to lose. You just, you're just you trying to find the happy medium. So you want to give yourself a little bit of room to where if you happen to come in a little bit high, they may balk a little bit. But at the same time, make sure that you are doing research that you can justify your price as well. You don't want to be uh, you don't want to be the lowest cheapest in town, but you don't want to you also don't want to price yourself out of the market. So you know, make sure that you're doing using some of the different tools that are out there, um, such as the uh, rates. The rate matrix that uh, DAT offers, if you have some information to that, you may also want to, if you're using uh, Internet Truck Stop, I think their tool is called Rate Mate. Now, the thing about DAT, DAT offers spot market and contract rates. I think the Rate Mate is strictly spot market rates. But you can go back and um, do some research from a few different areas, Um I think, I want to make sure before I say it, I'm looking at the, um, I think that you can actually get some contract rate information off of DAT, off of their regular load board. I think that the rates that they show on there are so are strictly contract rates, and I think that the spot market rate is um, is the rates that they show uh, for the tool that you have to pay the extra money for. So you can use those information. You can always go back and look at the, um, DAT reports that we publish, the the reports that they put out, there's also a lot of rate information on there as well. So you can kind of start doing a little benchmarking based off of that information, you know, the free information off of those sites. There's also a uh, company called FTR and Associates. FTR and Associates. If you go check out FTR and Associates, they have a long list of rate information as well that is very useful, so you can check those websites. They also are the ones that publish the uh, Monday morning coffee report that we try to publish on the Rates and Lanes Facebook page that gives all of the um, industry information that you can get the uh, GDP from China and everything like that. Let's see here. I'm trying. I'm getting a message here from Hank. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give me one second. Let me see if we can grab them real quick.
1: Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Seven zero three two eight three four two five one is not available.
0: Okay, well, we're still trying to grab them, but I'm not not having any success. So we'll go back into talk about the. Uh, there was also another highly debated thing that. Uh, I posted on um, DAT had a blog that they put out where they was talking about the ELDs, and they were talking about the um, being able to get detention on your ELDs. And they were thinking that it would help improve the situation by having the ELDs, but I'm I'm one of the uh, don't believe that it's actually going to help out a whole lot if we don't have contracts in place to help make sure that we get the uh, the detention because there's still a situation where the shippers are still playing a lot lots of games with uh, honoring detention. Um, we have gotten so used to it in, in our industry, and that's something that we have to help change in this industry. We have to get out of here and make sure that we are standing up for ourselves and making sure that we're getting our detention um, or negotiating our detention into our contracts if you're doing uh, spot market rates, because with the new implementation, if you're having to go to the ELDs, you only got 14 hours out here to move, and you're going to run into some issues and some problems if you're just sitting at a dock all day long without any compensation. Um, Most of the time, it's not due to the driver's fault. Most of the times, most people are there on time, or if they are running late, it's because the previous uh, delivery caused them to run late. A lot of shippers don't have, shippers and receivers don't have adequate staffing on their docks, and there really is no reason, in my humble opinion, for it to take more than two hours to unload a truck um, if you have adequate staff and people in place. Anything over two hours is is really just absurd, in my humble opinion. But it does happen, and definitely if you are a I can only speak from the reefer aspect. If you're hauling refrigerator freight, God knows uh, sometimes you, it makes you wonder whether or not it's worth it to even haul a reefer um, with some of the wait times and some of the different facilities in different places. Uh, I've even seen situations where people have had multiple trailers and had a trailer dropped and it's still, uh, <laughs> still running into a detention issue because the dropped trailer isn't even loaded when it's supposed to be loaded. So if you guys got any any uh, opinions or anything about that issue as well, we'd love to hear your opinion and talk to you about that. Like I said, we guess, I guess we're going to go open forum tonight since we don't have our guest on board with us. Let's see here. I got someone calling in from 585. I think I know that number, but I'm going to let my screener get to him, which she's doing right now. And I'm going to go ahead and post all this other information. You can go ahead and go to the Racing Lanes Facebook page for any of the uh, reports. We're posting those up as we speak, waiting on the call screen to get through a couple of these screen callers, and we're going to keep it moving for tonight. All righty. I thought that was you. Mr. Heck, how are you doing?
2: Hey, Rico, how are you this evening?
0: Man, I tell you, I'm struggling really. I I was had a bunch of questions lined up for Hank, but I think he might have gotten screwed up with the time change. And and, and uh, we spoke earlier via email, and everything was supposed to be good, but uh, <laughs> we might have to well, reschedule him and bring him on next week. The,
2: the, though though early on in my life through through marriage changes. I, I have a lot of experience with lawyers, but nothing that Hank can offer. And what I'm going to offer is not going to be any good in uh, transportation. So we'll just leave that. My my lawyer cost me a lot of money, but, you know, welcome to life. Nobody said it was easy. But, uh,
0: no, right. I just, well, while, I, I just while we got
2: you, I'm just i just, go ahead.
0: While we got you on board, shoot, we, I was just talking about you. I was talking about some of the rates that you got, that you able to pull out on, on some of your power only, um, you know, you, you, you care to go into that a little bit? You want, you want to share a little bit of information with some folks here about not discounting themselves when they're going in and, and talking with some potential first-time uh, customers?
2: Uh, well, well, I won't get into really details on it, but I mean, really what it comes down to is you know, placing a value on yourself and, and what I've come to find, and this goes back to my sales background, and I with what i'm doing with my power only work it's not just here and there haphazard i mean we now have a contract with the customer um did a lot of business with them last year kind of went against my business model because i always felt i never wanted to have one uh account more than 10% of my business and um you know this the, this customer has exceeded that but it's also kind of work to kind of build my business and now be my cash flow so I can take myself and focus on other things. But what I'm getting at, when I talk about the, I think when we talk in our industry, a lot of times we talk about power only and everyone thinks, Oh yeah, just grab a trailer, move it and drop it. Now what? Um, What I see as an avenue that, that is going to open up more and more is as I've said, when it comes to sales and trying to get one move or two moves or build yourself, transportation is a nuisance to the customer. And if they are running their own fleet, it's a whole other avenue. Um, I mean, if you can come in and be their transportation resource and be committed and dedicated to them, I think that's a whole avenue that you know many aren't touching on. I mean, you know, JB Hunt is offering dedicated logistics, but I don't think anybody's really hitting it and doing it exactly the way the customer wants. If you do what the customer wants, everything else falls into place.
0: give us when you say do what the customer wants take us on a little bit of a deeper dive on that
2: um some of what my moves or oh, my moves are multi-stop they're going into the northeast regional areas um some might be long island some might be bronx brooklyn um i have a consistent run for the philadelphia delaware area one day a week another run runs vermont and the uh, Um, North Country of New York, and then New England for the other. But I might have five, six, or seven stops. You have to hustle to do that. Many people cannot and will struggle with that. But that's what the customer wants. The customer gives you a schedule. And though they might say, hey, here are your appointments, they're not set appointments. All of these customers know you're coming. You're doing their distribution or handling and, and being their distribution arm. And there's a huge value in that. Um, but you need to do it their way. Be there, do whatever they want. If they say, hey, can you roll the stuff off the truck? Palojack. You don't sit there and say, hey, I'll be in the cab, knock on the door when you're done. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I've heard this. I mean, last year when I was in the process of putting on the second truck and, and hiring somebody, um, which has brought up its own you know, l- list of um, trials, if I want to say. It hasn't been easy.
0: Tim oh, and I were just dang. talking
2: about it over the weekend. I thought for sure, hiring somebody, boy, look at who, look who I am. I'm different. I know people. Boy, it's tough to find somebody that will do three, four, five, and six stops in a day. And they're not very difficult. And then, right. then to work to get them home. I mean, you've got to work. You've got to hustle. You don't mess around. But the compensation will be there. Um, you know, all of my moves finish, and then we just deadhead back. Um, we do have some plans to try to work down the line on, on working, if you want to call back hauls or something to come back. But because I have a move on, let's say, Tuesday, and we, you know which we deliver and get back and we have another commitment for Wednesday, I can't afford the time to grab a load of paper to come back, to pay X, and then now miss my commitment for Wednesday. They are buying me. I'm committed to them. And we are here. And if that means, you know, prime example, a few weeks ago, I took my uh, tractor in and we went through and checked. We found behind one of the U-bolts, one of the front springs was broken. Okay, fine, let's get it done. Got it done, rented a tractor. I think unfortunately in this industry, so many people are like, yeah, well, my truck's broke. Uh, I can't do Monday's run. You know what? Go rent something. It didn't cost me 200 bucks for the day. And when it all comes around full circle on that, If I would have shut it down, I still would have had to pay the driver um, because, you know, my driver's on a salary basis um, for the three trips a week. But, you know, if I wouldn't have done the run, I would have been down the revenue, down the wages, and let down the customer. So rented a truck, took care of it, put it all together, and the repair was pretty much paid for with the cost of the trip, if that makes
0: sense. And and but the, yeah you got to also you can't wait until this is written. a lot of times when you're renting that that's a little process involved with that. You need to be setting that up, you need to be having that stuff that relationship in place now. So if you don't oh, already yeah. have oh. someone that you rent so that you don't have already have one that you can you can rent from, you need to go ahead and pick out a a, a particular vendor, you know, your, if you're if you going to do rider or Ideal Lease or any of the companies that are around there, you need to be going ahead and, and filling out the paperwork, getting that situation set up so that uh, it goes easy breezy once, you, once you're once you set up. But if you're not already set up, it can take a day or two or three to get that whole process done and done, you know, to get it set up and have that relationship established. Am I right oh, about absolutely. that? Absolutely. I mean, that,
2: yeah. That, oh, this started, I mean, probably when we started the company really, um, I had a need for just a van trailer. I mean, this was four years ago, three and a half years ago. I didn't even have a trailer. And, you know, one of my customers, my first move, he goes, hey, I've got this move. Can you do it? We rented a van trailer. Uh, it was just through national lease, but um, nothing against the large, but the small guys. The ideal lease you're going to find mainly are going to be connected to dealers. Maybe that's a dealer or a repair shop that you already work with. If you're already in there and you know their ideal lease or their national lease, Go in and say, "Hey, what have I got to do to kind of get online just in case?" And you set it up. Many of them also have their own insurance. No, it's not cheap. I mean, to be honest with you. I rented the one tractor. I even said to no. "I said, you know what? I'll just use your insurance." It was forty bucks for the day. If you factor that, or not factor, figure that out on the basis. It's crazy for the amount for a day. Just pay the forty bucks and be done with it. You know, you're done. You're covered. The move's finished, and and everyone's happy. And, and there's no, you know, no loss in in service and the transparency and everything went there. But I think the smaller companies, the National Lease, Ideal Lease, maybe even Packard, are, are the ones to work with. But what I find interesting is I did start doing work two years ago with Penske, just renting smaller box trucks, and that now has built. And then they came to me and said, Hey, what about big truck? Can we can we rent you a Class Eight truck? And then, you know, Ryder really wouldn't give me the time of day. And just three weeks ago when we were out west on vacation, I get a phone call from Ryder saying, hey, I saw a Penske truck parked by all your trucks. Is there anything we can do for you? Well, this is the little stuff that in the beginning, you know, Ryder didn't really want to give me the time of day. Struggled to rent me a trailer. Well, now that I'm kind of making more of a name for ourselves, they're kind of taking you seriously. But I also go back. I remember – the ones that were there from day one that helped me and took the chance to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try him, but uh, you know, maybe we got off on a tangent here, but you've got to have a solution in plan in place because you will break down and the customer doesn't want to hear it. You're delayed. Okay. You can work through it, but one problem, two problems, three problems, starts going too far. Then they start questioning your, you know, viability and your ability to service their needs.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's see here, George, I think we're trying to see if we had any more people with questions involved. we got a bunch of people, we had a few people with their hands up, but they're not responding to the screening when she comes on. And we are about 10 minutes from wrapping up the show. Believe it or not. Well, I tell you this hour flies by sometimes. Um, so, hey, George, you want to tell us anything that you guys got going on up that way that you might want to share with some folks or, before uh, I really wrap no, up and get
2: up out of here? No, I was actually down. I, I, I tried to give you a jingle, and I don't know if my uh, signal or call went through. I tried to give you a jingle Monday. I was kind of down in the Carolinas, but it was a marathon trip down Monday and back home yesterday and just delivered. But. Um, yeah, you know, I'm hoping you and I can coordinate at some point when I'm down there. I just don't get down to the short, uh, southeast. There, there's so much business right up here in the northeast. And I, and when we talk about a lot of things of working to build your business and build your brand and your image and, and everything, you have to know what you want to do and focus on that. I mean, because I've gotten more questions with that on going into customers. Hey, what what is your area? How far do you like to go? I mean, you know, I'll have people call me on stuff for California, and I say to them, I don't want to go there. Not because of California. I'd love to go out there. I'm gone too long. It's just, you know, not for me. Um, But, I mean, we're anxious to see how this year plays out. Um, I'm hoping for some more growth, some more expansion. Um, But my model pretty much is going to be through the company driver process. Um, You know, I just – I think for what we're looking to do, that is the direction. And, and um, for for more of the niche and the unique things that I do, I will just handle those. But I guess I'll never say never. Um, but I certainly don't have enough to branch out further. But, I mean, the business is out there. I mean, I, I hear what you talk about. Um, I've heard stories of what others are discussing and complaining about of what's going on in the market. And I'm not saying this just as a line of BS or anything by any means. I don't hear any of that. Customers have not come back to hammer me down on rates. They just want the service. They just want to know things are going to be taken care of because freight and transportation is a nuisance for them. It's a headache.
0: Right. And I think that the main thing, you know, of course, we're big proponents here. and I, I think we beat this horse uh, pretty good is that we have to just go out and, as carriers, go out and so start soliciting. Go out and get our names out there and do the little things that it's gonna to take to actually start to build the business. Um you know, just trying to take getting the getting the lump out of your throat, be ready to hear no and but but at the same time, don't just be so fixated on well, I'm waiting to hear no, I'm waiting to hear no, but I'll tell you may somebody may say yes. And if they say yes, you, you need to have some kind of follow up or something to say to actually uh Take the relationship a little bit further down the road, so you know you got to have a little bit of a personality, you know, uh, and, and make sure that you're selling yourself at the same time because people do business with people that they halfway like. So you know, if, if you can, if you can find some type, of, if you can find some type of thing, you know, that, and that's one of those things where uh, down here in the south, southeastern portion of the United States, down here, I know that, that different cultures are different throughout the country, but you know, college football is huge down here in the southeast. And nine times out of ten if you go into a guy's office, he's gonna have, you know, whether whatever team it is or whatever, and if you happen to follow sports or anything like that, that's that's an icebreaker. If you can use these quick little nuggets, as we're getting ready to close out the show, but if you can use anything to talk about to actually go in a different direction, not necessarily talking business per se, but if you, but if you're in there and if you can get them to strike up a conversation about something that they like, talking about something that they're interested in, that will go a long way in helping you possibly secure and win that business. In my humble opinion, have you, George? You want to say anything about that before we uh, wrap that up? Are I, we on you know the right what, track I, there? It, it, oh yeah, and and if you know,
2: I'm not gonna say if, but when you have the opportunity to build yourself to get to the point to be in their office, that's the best. I mean, if you can get in the front door and they're like, "Oh, come in the conference room," well, okay, that's not bad. You 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 don't get to understand more of the details of what they do and how they work. But you get into their office, then you start seeing the photos, you know, maybe, maybe their degree right. is up on the wall. You know, maybe get, the, you, know, you, know, get hey, you come around and you, you see their, their SU fans. Well, I'm not a huge sports fan. Everyone pretty much knows that, but you know, with my time and, and, and having been in sales, I have to pay attention enough to know, Hey, the guys in the NASCAR who, who won over the weekend. And, and, not that I go out vividly and research okay let me look up all the sports stats from the weekend you just kind of listen and pay attention you we all hear the news every day you know we find out what's going on and you know you know we even here in Rochester you know we know SU's kind of hitting it I don't know where they stand I you know I I think they're they got kicked out of something or whatever but enough to open up a conversation and kind of say, oh, you're a big SU fan. You know, maybe you even knew somebody that went to SU or went to Auburn. Oh, yeah, well, my buddy, you know, Rich, he's from Auburn and, you know, grew up in that area. Ah, big, big fan. Well, you know what? That's stuff that just kind of works to make the connection. Um, but one thing I do want to say with that, and I've said this in the past and people maybe don't understand it, have some enthusiasm and excitement for what you're doing. You have to love what you do out here. and And, you know, I really do. Um, There are times I hate it, you know, as you mentioned earlier about not wanting to hear the word no. Oh, trust me, there are days I can't go out because I am not in the right mood. But you get in with the right customer and and you share with them that this is your ball of wax and you're putting it together. Remember, every big, even, you know, medium-sized, small trucking company out there started with one truck. You know, people can go out there and bash about Werner Enterprises. They're an incredibly successful company and started by CL Werner. I believe it was, you know, running logs up in Wisconsin. You know, you never know where things are going to go, but you have to do something to differentiate yourself and have that excitement and be there and, and say, listen, I love what I do. You know, Joe Cox and I were just talking about that the other day. Or no, actually, it was this morning. He goes, I enjoy what I do. I like to be out here. Same with me. I just don't like to do it for a long period of time.
0: <laughs> and nothing's wrong with that, my friend. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are at that point in the show where we are going to have to go ahead and wrap it up. George, I appreciate you calling in and helping us out here for a few minutes and giving us a little input. And ladies and gentlemen, we are want you all to be safe out there, want to send special thanks out to Kevin and Lisa Rutherford for helping us make this show possible. Getting ready for CMC time is getting ready to roll around. Uh, We should be hearing more and more details and more and more information about that should be coming out. Definitely check in to Kevin Rutherford and his regular Normally Broadcast show to get all of the the details on that one. Um, Definitely want to thank Everyone who called in and took time out of their busy schedules to take a few minutes to spend with us and listen here on the Race and Lanes podcast, I apologize about dropping the ball on uh, Mister Seaton. We don't uh, don't know exactly what happened with that one. We'll try to see if we can get them rescheduled and make sure that we try to get you guys. If you got any questions, in the meantime, you can go ahead and send those over on the Race and Lanes Facebook page. I'll try and relay those over to him and see if we can get those answered that way. Uh, it may just be on Facebook. But um, we may try to see if we can reschedule them. Next week, uh, Chuck Snow is is normally scheduled programming. We're going to have to touch bases with Chuck see how he's coming along. But if not, we may try to see if we can get Mr. Mr. Seaton into that slot or the week after that. But we'll definitely try to get Mr. Seaton back up and on board with us so that he can come in and answer all of your transportation law questions. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rico Muhammad, signing off from Atlanta, Georgia. This has been the Racing and Lanes Podcast with Rico Muhammad. Good night, everybody. Be safe out there. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a
2: rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com.
1: To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855 800 puel That's 855-800-3835.
0: Thanks for joining us for the Ride Down the Audio Road.